You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome back to the 750. I am your ORG Ochoa. He is your 75, two time Super Bowl champion, college football Hall of Famer. And speaking of college football, his team not as highly ranked as my fighting Texas Aggies. The one, the only, the legendary Tony Casillas. TC, what up? Uh, you better say that while you can. Oh, by the oh, way, congratulations. Congratulations on the big win versus Auburn. Unfortunately, partner, I don't know if you're going to. I don't think that's going to get you into the SEC championship game. But regardless, hey, after three years under Jimbo Fisher, you got something to, you can put you can put your chest out a little bit today. But congratulations, a good win for you guys this weekend. Thank you, I appreciate it. Uh, the future the future feels at least somewhat bright now, which is really all I am, you know, at this point taking away. I know this is a very unique season, as we all know. Um, so as long as we can take some steps forward, hey, you know, that's that's what 2020 is all about. Um, 2020 has been very weird, Tony, for everything, um, but um, but football included. And, you know, it, it's been so weird that just about every show that we do on our network has gotten a chance to be the pregame show for a Cowboys game because games have been on just about every day of the week so far this year. And lo and behold, it is the 7-5-0's turn later on today. On Tuesday, the Dallas Cowboys will visit the Baltimore Ravens. This game originally scheduled to take place last Thursday. Uh, full disclosure for everybody, Tony and I are recording about you know, about nine o'clock Monday morning, the, uh, the trials and tribulations of life dictate that. So, uh, also the trials and tribulations of life. I'm currently home alone with the dog. So if little bear makes a noise, Hey, it's 2020 and we're all just rolling with it. He's a little pissed off this morning. Um, and I think for good reason, his, his bears are pretty embarrassing right now. Um, but, uh, before we get into the Cowboys Ravens matchup, Tony, so what a second, you're, you're- your 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 dog is is bears. That that's his team. He cheers for. I mean, is that over? No. Two um, over the, what are you referring so, to? And oh, so, by the way, Home Alone is one of my favorite top Christmas movies. <laughs> it's a great time. movie. Um, it's I seem I think Home Alone and Jingle All the Way are tied for my my two favorites. I love Jingle All the Way. Um, I'll I'll put it to you like this, Tony. I have a a second tier level fandom for Oklahoma because we do a show together. Mm-hmm. How could I not, you know, like the Sooners, you know, being partners with one of the greatest Sooners of all time. Yeah, shout out to my Sooners making it to the Big 12 championship. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and back my, again. My, my wife's from Oklahoma. She's a Sooner fan. Her whole family is Sooner fan. So they're kind of this, not a two team, but, you know, they're, they're a team that I, you know, I root for and I want to see do well. And it's There's easier. this connective, yeah, this right. is connection we have, which is exactly. really and, cr- crazy because, you know, full disclosure, you and I have never personally met each other. I mean, we, I, right. I, through the, we've been doing this for over two years now. But through Zoom and just the way we do our broadcasts, I feel like we know each other really good. Right. And uh, but anyway, 
Uh, it's it's yeah, that's amazing how much we got in common. Exactly. So except for a little age difference, but other than that, hey, we're yeah. we're good. We got a lot so, in common. So Oklahoma's <laughs> my my team in in that special box. And Bear, well, he's a Cowboys fan, a Cowboys dog, um, but his name is Bear. You know what I mean? So in yeah. a similar way, he he roots for the Bears. Uh, he won't root for the Baylor Bears because, again, he's got that Oklahoma tie. You know, he's he's not going that far. Uh, but so he – You know he, what you should have did, RJ? You should have named him Buckus. Oh, wow. That would be an interesting Your next dog, if you still want to go the Chicago Bears the route, next time uh, throw in Buckus unless you get a, unless you, uh, get a female dog. Is that, your, um, is that your all-time favorite bear? Who's your favorite uh, bear? Gosh, that's a – Walter Payton. Um, yeah. I mean, there's so many great – I mean, I go back to 85, uh, you know, the last time the Bears won a Super Bowl championship, but that's, that, you know, that whole team that they had. But, uh, you know, I've never really been a Bears fan, but I've had people that are Bears fan, and the biggest – I think that the name that comes to mind as a top Bears name comes – you know, associated with Chicago Bears is Butka. So I kind of, it kind of brought back uh, thoughts of that, of people naming their dogs after uh, my, you know, the Dick Buckus, one of the all-time greats, I guess you would say. So yeah, maybe he is an all-time great. There's so many. Right on. Well, um, the Bears were a great team in 1985. Um, obviously got it done with defense. The Dallas Cowboys have not gotten it done with defense this year um at all and I do want to talk obviously because this is kind of our pregame show about the Cowboys and Ravens game but before we do Tony um I've been saying for a couple of weeks that the NFC East was likely only going to get a win over the next few weeks from the Dallas <laughs> Cowboys beating the Cincinnati Bengals next week a different CB team Chicago Bears Cincinnati Bengals um and so that was wrong because the New York Giants beat the Seattle Seahawks on Sunday Nobody saw this coming. I don't care who you are. I don't care what survivor pool, whatever you're in. Nobody saw this coming. Uh, the New York Giants now have five wins, Tony. The Dallas Cowboys have three. The Cowboys get to play the Bengals, as I mentioned. And so it's, it's certainly not mathematically over. But to me, I do feel like the Giants just created a great bit of separation between themselves and the Cowboys and really everybody else, to be fair. <laughs> Yeah, I saw your tweet, too. You're just like, I'm in disbelief that the Giants are actually going to beat the Seahawks and ended up beating them. But, yeah, they're pulling away from the pack after their fifth win. Think right. about that. Uh, I, I don't know. I think the Giants, you can talk about some of the decisions Joe Judge has made as their head coach. and uh, But, I mean, they got some good phases of the game going on now. I, I think it's just remarkable that Colt McCoy is – nothing against Colt McCoy. I thought he was a tremendous quarterback at Texas. I know it's hard for a former OU center to say it, but I liked what he did there. But the fact that he's still in the National Football League, I think it's his eighth season, and was able to, you know, orchestrate enough points and their defense played well. But I think that's the thing about it, RJ, in the NFC East this year, is that there's not really – when you look at the four teams, I guess Washington, they're playing – I mean, they got a great defense. And I guess I'm comparing it to the Cowboys. Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. the Giants, to me, they look uh, defensively. They made a lot. They made some great plays in that game. Um, so I think that that's what they got going for them now, uh, compared to what Dallas is facing now. Uh, really hasn't been a phase of the game they could really just hang their hat on lately. They have won four games in a row. The New York Giants. Yeah, um, impressive. And that is impressive, you know. considering where they came from and. Uh, you know, look, I mean, that was an impressive win against the Seahawks. I mean, that is, it was an eight and three team. And, you know, you can say all you want, but a lot of people think, you know, going into this week and 
uh, you know, be them and the Packers playing for the NFC Championship. So that's a very credible win that they were able to pull off. I agree with you. Um, again, Bears, you know, he's got a different opinion, I suppose. Um, not as not as high on the Giants. Um, hey, go feed that dog. <laughs> I, I fed him already. He's just he's just pissed off. It is garbage day. Uh, Wait, so. oh yeah, I hate that. Don't let my dogs get started. I got. Oh them. yeah, they're quarantined in there. Uh, my wife went out of town for business. It's been a long time, so I'm surprised that they're just not going nuts. But let's uh, we'll have to get this in this uh, podcast in briefly. Our pregame right. show. <laughs> um, so um, anyway. Um, my last thought on the NFC East before we get to the Cowboys and Ravens involves a former Sooner, uh, one of the greatest Sooners of all time, not greater than yourself, in my humble opinion, Jalen Hurts. Um, now, again, Tony and I are recording Monday morning. It's possible that by the time you listen to this on Tuesday, Doug Peterson has made a decision. Uh, but as of now, Doug Peterson did appear on WIP in Philadelphia on Monday, said he hasn't made a decision as far as the Eagles starting quarterback next week against the New Orleans Saints. But this is the kind of thing, Tony, and, and you've, you've seen this, you know, in all your walks of football life. When a quarterback, or excuse me, when a coach makes the decision that Doug Peterson did to, to effectively bench Carson Wentz and go to Jalen Hurts, there's there's no going back. I mean, I, I don't feel like Doug Peterson's going to go back to Carson Wentz this week. This does feel like the Jalen Hurts show, at least from here on out to the rest of the season. Yeah, I think you just got to go with the man up card. And, and when I say man up, that, I'm referring to Doug Peterson. You've already made the decision. You know, you, you went with a – you had to go a different direction. I mean, their season has been horrible. Uh, Carson Wentz has been horrible. And so now you just kind of need – you know, I'm just, I'm just being – you know, I'm just being true to, to what the whole their whole decision making and their season's been. And you've already made the decision. I don't think there's any going back on this decision. You know, Carson Wentz. Yeah, look, I mean, they made a huge investment in him. I guaranteed over $100 million. So I think to them right now, it's just trying to find something that, you know, he's got to save his job because he's under a lot of scrutiny also. I don't know if there's any guarantees they're going to bring him back. I mean, just the fact that this whole season – has been a debacle. I mean, look at their look at their quarterback. He's supposed to be the uh, arguably a lot of people thought it was Dak and and uh, Carson Wentz. Make Carson right. Wentz a lot of people, and now they're going the direction where they just need something to to ignite some type of offense. And you can make all the excuses you want for Carson Wentz, a lack of protection, and everything. But still, when guys are wide open, he just, he can't find them. So. You're, there's no going back, RJ. There's not – I don't know why he's all reluctant to make a decision. I mean, you've already went there. You right. can't go back now. Yeah, you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. Um, you know, we've all made some some bad purchases. Maybe not over $100 million worth of a bad purchase. I don't but... feel sorry for Carson Wentz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I think that's um, – I mean, his pride say. is probably broken now. Um, but I, I heard someone talking about this morning – you know, let this kind of, you know, manifest and see what happens. And you know what? Jalen Hurts, like their next game, they play uh, – I'm trying to think their, their next game. They, They've got the Saints uh, on the Sunday. The Saints. So, if he struggles against the Saints, then you go to Carson Wentz. But you got to give him the opportunity to get some work during the week. And, look, I mean, that's the, the toughest decision. I know as a player it's hard to swallow, especially quarterback. But mm -hmm. – uh, but let them compete in the offseason. Let them really just try to, to go at it. But uh, 
I don't think anyone has a problem with this. And I guarantee they probably say Carson Wentz a lot of uh, criticism in that, the, that city of brotherly love. Well, um, we will certainly talk about all this in the offseason, but I, I don't know if you feel this way. I think th- this is the difference between like someone who's who's only ever been a fan and not ever played, you know. Uh, but there are there are players like when Odo Beckham Jr. got traded from the Giants to the Cleveland Browns. There is this moment of being a Cowboys fan where you're like, oh, hell yeah. Now I get to root for this guy. You know what I mean? Like, like you know, there, there was this this factor that kept me from really enjoying who he was as a player because he played for a division rival. Right. And so I would like to root for Carson Wentz. You know, like send him to the Indianapolis Colts with Matt Eberflus's mm-hmm. defense. Like that yeah. would be fun. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, again, we'll get there. Uh, before we get there, the Cowboys have five more games to go. The first of which is today, Tuesday, against the Baltimore Ravens. Tony, the Ravens on Saturday released um, an injury report of sorts. Uh, well, technically, actually, literally is an injury report. All of these players are questionable. Obviously, the Ravens are coming off of a very unique game against the Pittsburgh Steelers last week that was heavily challenged due to COVID-19. Again, all of these players officially listed as questionable. Chuck Clark, safety, linebacker, Jalen Ferguson, <laughs> cornerback, Jimmy Smith, uh, defensive tackle, Broderick Washington is doubtful, as is cornerback, Traymond Williams. All of these players are questionable. Calais Campbell, Brandon Williams, Deshaun Elliott, DJ Fluker, Devontae Harris, and Christian Welch. Now, uh, it was reported on Sunday morning during all of the countdown shows um, that it appears as if Lamar Jackson is going to play in this game. Um, I, I think we all feel the same in that, we all want Lamar Jackson and everybody to be healthy as far as COVID and everything is concerned. That's priority number one. Now getting to football, obviously the Cowboys had a better chance against the Ravens without Lamar Jackson, assuming he plays. Um, yikes. And actually, Tony, before we get to this game, this is the first time you and I have ever previewed a Cowboys-Ravens game. I was at the final game at Texas Stadium in 2008 when the Cowboys lost. And after the game, they did this thing where they brought out a bunch of alumni. I assume you were there. I've never asked you that before. Were you part of that uh, procession that they had at at Texas Uh, Stadium? I'm sure I was. I think that was, yeah, that was, yeah, that was the last year for the the last games at Texas Stadium. And I think they, I think they actually, uh, I think the, the jersey that's behind me is from that inaugural day or not in uh, inaugural last day if you will right uh, and yeah i was there and it was uh it's a pretty you know it was uh it was bad and good it was good that, that uh the cowboys are moving to a different venue it was bad that they're having to bury the old the ghost of championships and right. really bad the cowboys got beat that day i believe they just ran the ball down the throat um it was embarrassing yeah, yeah it was i remember it was a two-headed monster and it, it yeah that's all they did was it's kind of like what the Cowboys are doing this year. And to your point about Lamar Jackson, look, I never want a player to be injured. Right. Um, but if it's a talent, I'm, I'm hoping, I hope he's out that week, especially Lamar Jackson. Because when you look at this team, they're a rushing football team, and Lamar Jackson is one of the most dynamic runners, quarterbacks in the National Football League, leads their, you know, leads their, their team in rushing. So that's, that's a guy that you probably pray that you don't have to face again. It's, Considering the Cowboys, you know, lack are so bad at stopping the run, and it's just a headache for them. Now, the Ravens, um, I think this happens a lot. You know, people look at teams, and 
and they just kind of go off not stereotypes but just mm-hmm. kind of superficial um statements like people be like man you know because you're right the ravens are regarded for their ability to run the ball and that was who they were last year they dominated the nfl uh from a rushing perspective and not that they have not that they've been bad this year but they have not been who they were last year a lot of people have been kind of perplexed by this a lot of people you know you get the takes like oh the nfl's figured out lamar jackson and i think there's a there's a lot of brokenness to the ravens and there's a lot of injuries as well um but and you know that's the case across the league um I think when when the season started or when the schedule came out, rather, we all looked at this game. And if if you power ranked the games and said the ones the Cowboys, even with Dak and everybody, mm-hmm. were most likely to lose, this was probably at the top of that list. Now, I do think this is the toughest remaining game for the Cowboys with regards to their current schedule. But it's because it's the only game against a team with an above 500 record. Right. Um, but like, what is your panic level or your your afraid level of the, I mean like it's not a 10 out of 10 for me it's like a six to seven out of 10 I don't know how you feel the same well I mean they're six and five and they really they need to this is a desperate measures for them they have to win this game to keep their lives excuse me keep their playoff uh, you know hopes alive as a wild card team now um, I mean you're playing no one's gonna I mean I don't think Pittsburgh loses they they probably lose a game but I mean, they're the team to beat, and then they've already clinched. They're clinching that that you know division uh, title. Uh, but you know, Mark Andrews, I, I he's a tremendous tight end. I don't think he's going to be available. Correct. And so you take away the tight end, and I think for Lamar Jackson, they have a, a great connection. Hollywood Brown, he's a tremendous explosive wide receiver. Yeah. But they can, but they do have the ability to run the football, and that's something that they hang their hat on. And you look at matchups. Now, to me, that's the matchup that the Cowboys have to try to, to stop is when they run the football. And when they have Lamar Jackson back there as, as quick as he is, and we've seen this before, I mean, they haven't faced a guy that's that explosive. And then the problem is, is for the Dallas defense, and we see this all the time. We saw this yesterday when the Titans played Cleveland because they were so concerned about stopping the run they right. put everybody around the line of scrimmage, and before you know it, you guys, you have guys running downfield, you know, getting out of coverage. So, to me, that is the thing that I I fear the worst for this Cowboys defense is being able to stop them, stop the run, because Lamar Jackson just creates so many problems for defense. So Lamar Jackson, obviously an issue. Mark Ingram and J.K. Dobbins both right. were out last week against Pittsburgh. They were on the COVID list. It does appear as if they are going to play again. Everything is, is kind of up in the air. I do think, and again, this isn't completely indicative of who they are, um, but um, going off of Football Outsiders DVOA metrics, so the Ravens rank eighth overall in DVOA. Um, it, on the surface, look like a very good team. Their offensive DVOA is 24th in the NFL. And I, I certainly am still afraid of their offense, but their defensive DVOA is seventh mm-hmm. and their special teams DVOA is second. And so I actually, I'm, I'm certainly not predicting this by any means, but I think that we could have a situation where the Ravens offense, I don't want to say struggles, but, you know, it's, it's kind of like starting the lawnmower a little bit, you know, like maybe I don't maybe not three and outs, but maybe maybe, you know, maybe only have like nine points, three Justin Tucker field goals at halftime, something like that. And the Cowboys are well within this. But I, I just don't think the Cowboys can climb the mountain on the other side. I, I don't think that the Cowboys offense can get over, you know, the hump that is the Ravens defense. And I certainly don't think the Cowboys special teams can go toe to toe with the special teams unit. That's one of the best in the NFL. Um 
I do I, I hate talking about this this way and, and relating this back to football, obviously. And we mentioned this, Tony, last week, the Cowboys or, or two weeks ago now, uh, the Cowboys played their Thanksgiving Day game uh, immediately after the loss of Marcus Paul. Their hearts weighed extremely heavy. I, I have to believe that that it has been good for their mental health and good for their just overall spiritual wellness um, to, to have the time to decompress and, and to reset emotionally and physically. Do you think if, if we put up, you know, if, if two ends of the spectrum were who we saw the Cowboys as in Minnesota and who they were against Washington on Thanksgiving, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can see my, my fists, where would you put, what, what you think Tuesday's performance will be. Would you put it right in the middle, you know, or would you put it closer to the Minnesota game, closer to the Washington game? Like what version of this team do you expect to see, given that they've now had time to, to just kind of breathe, which they didn't ahead of the Thanksgiving game? Well, we've seen Dallas this year. Uh, the, sometimes they wouldn't even show up. And I know that, yeah, you got to process a lot of things that happen. The, the tragedy with, uh, as you mentioned, Marcus Paul and, and just losing the way they did. Uh, Thanksgiving Day, and it's been a while since they played. It's been a couple of weeks, and so physically, I think it's really good for your soul. I mean, because at this point, you're beat up, guys that need some time off, um, you know, just to recuperate. And right. it's been just a crazy season. Um, I think it's a good thing because it, it comes at a, a, a impromptu time where they can just uh, be fresh, if you will. Uh, but I think the thing with this, though is that there's been already so much damage created, right? And mm -hmm. you're thinking, okay, well, if they had won four games or five games and they get to this point where hypothetically this happened, then I could see it really factoring in like, okay, we're still, you know, the Giants got five wins and we're still, you know, we can still, you know, see some light as far as winning the division. Um, but now it's just, to me, I don't know. I think that's the question with this team. It's been so elusive. It, it's like it had been an enigma when you, you look at who's going to show up. Yeah, everything you just said, RJ, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. But I've seen teams like, okay, well, what would you do over the bye week? You've had all this time. No one knows. I think defensively it will help them because I think that there's – I think, as you mentioned, when you look at the ratio, the passing uh, ratio uh, compared to both teams, the Cowboys lead that as far as offense. I mean, you look at – they're 32nd in throwing the football because that's not who they are. Their team right. that runs the ball, the Ravens, and they play great defense, and they get turnovers. So if you can eliminate, you know, the, the takeaways, I mean, their defense is always going to keep them in a game. I mean, John Harbaugh, I mean, it's always been their philosophy to play defense, and they have, and to get takeaways. So I, I, to answer your question, I hope we see uh, that factor in with them having this time off to be able to recuperate and be mentally fresh. But – I don't know. I think defensively, I think it'll help them. Maybe offensively, they got some continuity, you know, going on. Right. We're able to put some, some things together, but uh, it, it definitely should help them. I mean, I put money on that, but, you know, <laughs> if, if I was a bet man, I don't think I would. <laughs> um, if you, the Cowboys, by the way, the, the, this varies depending on where you look, but as of right now, they're about eight point underdogs. Would, would you take that if you were putting money on this game? Yeah, you know what? I would take the Cowboys because I think it's going to be a lot closer. Um, I think there's going to be – I think that – this I hate my words, but I think this is a good matchup. I'll say that, but then, you know, Lamar Jackson will go off and freaking, you know, have 200 yards rushing and throw for 300. Right. And that's just kind of been the, the, the norm, you know, the narrative for this team. 
But I think, I think this will be a lot closer game than that. I do think, um, like, people say a lot, oh, we have to play a perfect game to beat, like, this team. Like, right? like, people say, like, you have to play a perfect game to beat the Chiefs. I don't think you have to play a perfect game here. Just given the DNA of the Ravens, I think you have to play, like, a perfect first quarter mm-hmm. or, or yeah. like, a perfect first half because we, we've seen the, the Ravens. I'm, I'm certainly not going to be the guy that's, like, Lamar Jackson's not a great passer. Lamar Jackson can, can throw the football. But overall, I don't think that the Ravens do well – if you get like a 14 point lead on them, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think if you get up by like, even like 10, you know, if, if you get up two scores, they can certainly score very quickly. That's Lamar Jackson's, you know, gift. But I think that you, you really fluster who they are and what they want to do. If, if you can kind of, you know, pin them down that way. And so, you know, if, if this can be a situation where Cowboys win the toss, they defer, they get maybe not a three and out, but they get the ball back. They go down, score. Then maybe get a quick turnover right. or something like that. And they go score again. Like that, in that moment, I certainly think the Cowboys cover. And I think that, you know, this this game could get wonky. Um, for what it's worth, Andy Dalton didn't play every, you know, game for the, the Cincinnati Bengals last year, Tony. But he did play when they visited the Baltimore Ravens. Obviously, he's done that a lot, uh, having played for the Bengals for a long time. Uh, so Andy Dalton's last performance in Baltimore came on October 13th last year. Um, he went 21 of 39 for 235 yards, did not throw a touchdown, uh, threw an interception, though. Uh, so that was unfortunate. But he did rush for a touchdown. And we have seen Andy Dalton get a little get a little wheelie, like, you know, get out. Mm-hmm. like he's. And I know he got hurt that way against Washington uh, the last time they visited the state of Maryland. But I, I think that that's a factor in this game. I, I think that, you know, we've all kind of slept on – I'm not saying Andy Dalton is Lamar Jackson – but I think he's he's got some moves. He's got some wheels. Um, give me a prediction. Give me a score prediction. Who well, wins. and one of the things that you said when you look at, and I just kind of like wanted to, I thought about back flip-flopping a little bit because look at the strength mm. of the schedule with Baltimore. Look at the teams that they played and look at the teams the Cowboys have played. And you look at the different ratio and, you know, they play, they play the Browns. They play, uh, you know, obviously the Steelers. They play them twice, uh, Cincinnati. Uh, so their strength of schedule, and I don't have it in front of me, but it's the dip, the difficulty has got to be a lot harder than the Cowboys' schedule, Ben, uh, because just the NFC East, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I think that there's something to be said for the Cowboys being able to play on the road the way they did against Minnesota, and I really think that they'll good collectively. Whatever Mike Nolan has done this defense, whatever they decided to do to either simplify it or guys understanding. And just having new, you know, fresh players in there, new new players, you know, Neville Gallimore, some of these guys right. are playing. I think that gives them a chance against the run. I always thought this as a player, it's easier to play the run to sit there and you just got to be a tough SOB. All right, just we're going to sit down there. It's going to be down and dirty, pound the ball at us. But with Lamar Jackson, again, it's just so hard to really just, just hone in and put eight, nine guys in a box because the dude can get to the edge. In saying that, I think it's going to be a close game. I, the problem is, is for the Cowboys is that I think Zeke's got to hang on to the ball without That's a doubt. A they, cannot, they cannot turn the ball over against this team because they're so good at converting on, you know, points, you know, turnovers into points. So, but I think it's going to be a closer game. I like uh, Baltimore winning 24-20. Uh, the Cow, they'll do enough to, as I mentioned, they'll win the takeaway uh, the category. And I just think there'll be a moment where Andy Dalton gets pressure from this defense and he'll either mm. strip fumble or there'll be a, th- a turnover. 
We haven't even talked about Des. Des may have, you know, this may be the first, the best drama. Yeah, as you do the X, right? This yeah. may be the best drama for X to go up and catch a 50-50 ball. Uh, but I like it. I like it close. I think, I think Baltimore wins 24-20. I will say, um, I was, two years ago, I was really looking forward to Des being on the New Orleans Saints and visiting the Cowboys because at the time that he joined the Saints, that was when, remember, we predicted the Cowboys to go 0-5 mm-hmm. in that stretch, like late November, December, and we, we looked stupid because they went 5-0. and Um but I was really looking forward to that because the, all the juice was there, right? Like, because yeah. he had he had called out Sean Lee, he'd called out Travis yeah. Frederick, he'd called out Jason Garrett, and like all that's gone. And ultimately, it's good for harmony that like everybody loves each other now, and and it's all a reunion. But that was gonna be fun, you know what I mean? To, to harmony, watch, man. At this point, <laughs> you don't need no damn harmony, <laughs> right? But I, I mean, do you need think, harmony, but it's not dissension. But I understand your point. <laughs> I do think that Dez scores, and I think I think it's even like a situation where like all the Cowboys players go like dap him up afterwards because it will be cool like to see him score a touchdown again in the NFL. Wait, wait a second, the Cowboys will dap him up. I I really think like if, I if, better not see that when <laughs> Dez Bryant when they go up and like I don't want to see that. I don't want to see any exchange in Dez's you know jersey anything. He's the enemy now. Jalen Smith, uh, I think, oh, yeah, posted on, on his Instagram. I, I'm, I'm pretty certain he said last week um, that he wanted to, like, swap jerseys with Dez. Um, so of course. Th- there was a, yeah, there he's was, probably, probably looking forward to the end of the game. He's looking forward to getting his – he's already he already got it staged and everything. What's the little camera that they do at the end, in the end zone now for COVID? You know, it's oh, COVID the, the, like, the team so, cam? Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, yeah, no, I, I agree. Like if I had to pick somebody who already had a plan to go swap jerseys with Dez, it, it would be Jalen Smith. Well, I know when they get in the, when they get in the red zone and they're on the five yard line and they're throwing a fade route, I know it's going to go to Dez and Dez yeah. catches it. Um, you know, does a jump ball. I mean, look, I, I'll, I'll clap, but you know, as a player, I'm like, Hey, look, I think it's a tremendous story. You know, he went to you know, the Saints and blew his Achilles tenant, and he's able to play. And we've seen the memes of him working out and everything. But look, you know, you're you're out there protecting your football, so you don't worry about what Daz is doing. There was actually, um, I if I remember correctly, there was a. And a I love this, Brian. I miss his passion, but <laughs> I'm just saying, as a player, you don't you're not that compassionate. Don't right. hide those feelings. There was a there was a game last year where when Lamar was on his like absolute terror, I I forget who it was who it was against. Um, but Lamar had like at the end he he had to bring out like like some PR person brought out like six extra jerseys because so many players wanted to do jersey swaps with him, and so like Lamar literally swapped like six seven jerseys. Um, in that you know how I feel game. about that. I I have the old man's stand on that and. To worry about so wait, you don't you don't have any players' jerseys? From- I mean, I have jerseys, but no, but not from like after swapping the game. I mean, I've always, I think we talked about this. I just think it's just, I think I want to be emotionally uh, unattached at that. Well, no, I'm going to mm. be attached emotionally, especially if we lose the game. And look, it's not a you don't prioritize that. And look, I think That's it's great. great. But to the point about Lamar, we got to remember Lamar Jackson was the MVP last year, right? Sure. Yeah. And we don't want to see that come out. And it could come out. They could unleash the Kraken against the Cowboys tomorrow night. So we, don't want, we do not want to see that. Hey, to the point about being eight, you know, plus eight, 
uh, as far as the, the favorites, we do not want to see the Lamar Jackson of last year be unleashed. I agree. Um, closing up, Tony, do you have any of your former teammates' jerseys? Like, do you have any with you? Like, you know, that you guys at the end of a year, end of a season kind of. Yeah, I mean, I have I have jerseys upstairs. I've never really been, um, you know, I love I'd love memorabilia, but mm -hmm. I really like memorabilia from, you know, like I have a Roger Clemens jersey. I have, uh, you know, I have different golf stuff. Right. Uh, but I've never I, I collect some things, but not I've never really been in the jerseys. I, I, I believe I had Troy Aikman's jersey, but. No, I've not been to the one now that guys, and I think it's a great hobby to have, to be able to collect that. <laughs> but I, I would have liked, like yesterday, whenever I, whenever you saw Devontae Adams give uh, kind of, you know, just, you know, nil to, right. to uh, Aaron Rodgers after he threw his 400th touchdown pass. Now, I'd want that damn football right there. I agree with you. I would have um, kept it. <laughs> I, I agree with you. Uh, the reason I ask uh, is a bit of a tease to the Blog and the Voice audience. Later this week, your longtime teammate, Darren Woodson, is going to join the Blog and the Voice podcast. We're going to put that video up here on the YouTube mm -hmm. channel. Tony, I will let you ask him one question. What do you want to ask Darren Woodson? Uh, Darren, how would your game transcend to contemporary football? Okay. I'll ask Darren, you know, Darren's on the hall of fame ballot again this year. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a shame that people haven't put him in people harp on different numbers. I don't know why uh, Woody's got the best numbers that there are. He's also, he's a podcaster. Now all you guys, like all, all you guys went, went corporate, Tony, just all, all you guys got to have a podcast. Corporate. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's corporate. It's just something to do. I get to, I get to come on and talk to guys like you and hang out. And I mean, it's not, it, it's, I mean, it, if I can do it, most people can't. Also asking this, say, why the hell did you always cuss the defensive line out in the huddle? <laughs> ask him that. Okay. I will ask uh, Darren Woodson why he always cussed out uh, the defensive line. The defensive line. line. Yeah. I, I'm um, sure you'll get a, he'll give you a direct answer because that's one thing I like about Woody is that he's pretty, you know, he's pretty candid when it comes to giving explanations. And tell him not to hold back, Okay. Because he didn't hold I've, back. He didn't hold back on us. So don't hold back on when you ask him the question. Tony, um, no let's, hope the, let's hope the Cowboys <laughs> do something moderately special in Baltimore. Uh, we'll be back next week to talk about it all to get ready for the Cincinnati Bengals. Everybody, uh, hope you enjoyed our pregame sort of show. Hope you enjoyed the game. We will see you next week. Tony, have a good one. This was the 750.